1: Gator Media Hockey Roundtable. We're back, I guess. After, uh, you know, I guess maybe our this week's sponsor should be uh, flu shots. <laughs> Get them today, because I mean they've been going through. I don't know. The podcast been going through some. Yeah, uh, illness here. Missing
2: a couple. I mean, last two out of three mm-hmm. Tuesdays, you know. Due, due to illness,
1: us, yeah. Two or the three of us have been sick. Yeah, so. We can all thank Kyle. Yeah, for that. you say always blame so. So. Kyle. Always blame Kyle. You say so. But uh, this last week, we had uh, three stars. Third star was Keith Yandel. He had one goal, seven assists in three games. Fairly impressive for a defenseman. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, second star of the week was Nate McKinnon. He had four goals, three assists, seven points in three games. And uh, first star of the week was Connor McDavid. He had three goals, seven assists for ten points in three games. So fairly impressive week for... All those, those guys, Three guys, yeah. yeah. Actually, kind of impressive that of uh, McDavid's 10 points, he only had three goals.
2: Yeah.
1: He, well, sure,
3: uh, he sure lit up the, the abs, hey? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, further proves my point. Only have one guy to work the production around. Two this year, though. There's two guys. Yeah. They're like one, two tandem wider Doc Holiday. Don't know who's who, but. Yeah.
2: But I guess he would have had six goals, but the uh, must have cut off.
1: The 11th was the
2: cut off. So. Yeah, okay. Because he would have had six because he had back-back hat tricks, right?
1: Yeah, that was last week's.
2: I mean, six points, one night. Um, First guy to do it since Lemieux in 2002. What,
1: six points? In one night. Something like that, yeah. How? Because Sam Gagne got eight points. No, I don't know. But they said that um, Leon. Dre- <laughs> they said Leon Dreisaitl was is the fastest to forty points since Mario. Sorry, that's what I'm sorry, okay. that's what
2: I'm getting. At. Yeah, I knew there's something to do with Lemieux. Then, then you said that I'm like, yeah, that doesn't make any sense though.
1: But yeah, fastest yes. to forty points since Mario in Smart yes. and, like Lemieux, you said, two three. So,
2: but yes, Gagne had eight points one night. That is correct.
1: Yeah. So he isn't. McDavid isn't the most. the recent memory. For points per game. I mean he can still do it this season. The way he's uh, going. Gretzky never had 8 points in a game. You sure about that?
2: I don't think so. If he did that's as high as he got. I think as high as he got was 8. I thought Gagne held the record for others. Oh, 8 points. I he, think that was one record. Mm-hmm. That's one record that Gretzky didn't have. I'm pretty sure is what they said. When Gagne got 8 against the Blackhawks.
3: He, uh, he only did it in like 2 periods too. And then on the 3rd he only played like 3 minutes. McDavid, yeah.
2: Well, why, why?
3: You're already up that much. It's yeah, yeah. The guy could keep getting points. Yeah, of course, but it's hockey karma, right? Run up the score on one team. You got get yeah. Or it's like you know, send out your. Uh, That's when you start get Power play unit on a uh, meaningless power play because you're up so much already. Yeah, you know, it's kind of like a unwritten rule, kind of. Yeah, you don't send out your first for...
1: Mm-mm. So, uh, eight point games. Kind of off topic, but eight point games. Uh, last one, like we said, Sam Gagne. Four goals, four assists, eight points. Before that, Mario did it in 89. He had five goals, three assists. And then he did it again in 88. Again, five goals, three assists. And then he did it again in 88 in October of that year. He had another eight points. Wayne Gresky's done it twice in. 83 and 84. So, as Oilers? As an Oilers, yeah. So. Man, you like doing that, eh? We did it twice in one season. Twice in in months. October 15th, he did it. And then December 31st, he did it. Same oh, season, so. That's crazy. Yeah. It's,
2: it's funny, like, to think before we move on. I mean, only one guy's ever hit 10 points. That was Daryl Sittler. With the Leafs, um, it's weird to think like that—that that outlasted all like the Gretzky era. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, those are close. Obviously, eight points is close. I mean, but it's like—is any like would you ever think that record would ever be broken? Probably not. If it didn't get broken in the '80s, it'd be tough to break it now. I think. I mean, six points is impressive in this. NHL. Five points is impressive in this NHL.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. But all it takes is one guy to be just firing. I mean, like
3: a Sam Gagne?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Out of all those guys,
2: he's probably the most shocking guy to be on that list. Yeah. Right? Because he's not.
1: Yeah, all the other guys I mentioned were elite all stars Is uh, Thomas Sandstrom on that list? Let me pull it up. Well, the first person to do it just for was The Rocket. He had five goals, three assists in 1944. And Patrick Sundstrom. That's what I'm thinking of, Patrick Sundstrom. Thing. Did it in 88, yeah. With the Devils. With the Devils. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Then Anton and Peter Stass, he did it in the same game. What? Whoa. So. Okay, that's, that's pretty both cool. Both for the Nordiques, obviously. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool, though. Yeah. Yep. And the sec- second guy to do it, you gotta guess. Second guy to ever do it, Sittler. Nope. Oh, it's just he's, eight points games. He's the third Sittler with his ten points. You won't get it. The second was Bert Olmstead for the Habs. Oh, well, I was gonna say that. <laughs> in nineteen fifty-four. So. That's crazy. Uh, it's only been done thirteen <clears> times <throat> in the years. All the years of the league. It's crazy.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh there's been some uh, milestones this past this past week I mean Jeff Carter hit his thousands game played uh, Eric Carlson 700 games and Coach Q 900 wins that's impressive
1: and um, that's really impressive yeah uh, one thing we missed mentioning last week was um I mean, I guess he's the man of the hour here. Connor McDavid, 400 points. Yeah. Did that uh, on the 10th. So. And Stamkos, 400 goals. So, but um, he's joined kind of an illustrious group of fastest to 400 games. Or 400 points, I mean. He did it in 306 games, which is fairly impressive. You guys have a guess? Wayne Gretzky, how long it took. Because obviously he's number one. I think I already know I'll let Scotty guess first. how many games how many games it took him two hundred and seventy you are off by close to a hundred. He did it a hundred a hundred and ninety seven games to get four hundred points, so
3: whoa, yeah, it's, just, it's disgusting <laughs>
1: yeah and um city Crosby, what do you guys think Tong took him to get four hundred points? I think he was a little bit quicker
3: than McDavid.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for clarifying. I'm like,
3: then Gretzky? Uh
2: you sure bud? Uh what was that McDavid's know. again?
3: Three oh
1: six. I'm gonna say like two hundred seventy. Two I'm gonna go two eighty five. You guys are both a little high, two ninety
2: two. It's not much different than McDavid actually.
1: No. And um, what do you guys think, Mario? How fast do you think Mario could, Chuck? second? 2.30. (laughs) Oh, that's exactly.
2: (laughs) Yeah, let's
1: go with that, because that's what I was going to say. You guys are a little quick again, 2.40. So uh, it's a big gap between Gretzky and Mario. That's still impressive, though. And then third is Peter Stassny, 2.47. Wow. So, yeah. And obviously, Crosby's the only active player, along with McDavid. Wow. Crazy. You were actually gonna say two thirty?
2: Exactly. No lie. Whoa. Yeah, I was I was just about to spit it out he beat me. Uh I guess achieve like we're talking about achievements, milestones. Kill McCart. Uh he's reached twenty points already. Fastest like D man to ever
1: suit up for Colorado and the Nordiques. Yeah. It's fastest to get to twenty points. Yep, most points in November. Third defenseman. For defenseman. Most points yep. in November franchise history. And uh, fun fact about Camel McCarr, he is on pace. He's point a game. It's on pace for 80 points, or 80 plus, obviously, 82 plus. Mm-hmm. And that has never been done by a rookie defenseman in ancient history. They said the closest that has been is Mark Howe. But Mark Howe isn't legal because of the WHA... You oh. played for the New England Whalers before so you He you basically got you played for a,
2: a legit league before you went into another league. Yes.
1: Yeah. And he had eighty. He had over 80 points. So there are only five defensemen in NHL history who have managed to score over 65, po- 65 points or more in the rookie season. Ray Bork had 65. Larry Murphy had 76. And um, Phil Housley had 66. 76? points for defenseman for Larry, the year. Larry Murphy. Yeah. And uh, Phil Housley, like I said, 66 and Gary Suter at 68. Wow. And... I don't know. I, t- I think Kale McCarllby be hovering around 60-something. And Brian Ooh. Leach at 71. And that was... So... Could be on pace for some some big-time numbers. Yeah, that's... I mean, so far he's on pace
2: for that, but I think he'll slow down. I, st- I still think he'd be 60-plus points. Yeah. but 80-something? I don't know. That's If it's never been done through all those, good. Yeah,
1: all the names I mentioned.
2: Yeah. They're all Hall of Fame players. It never got done with those guys. I'm not saying Caleb McCarr is not good, but that's the high-scoring 80s, early 90s. And we're What's playing thing- on – we're playing different era here. Like, if he does it, that's incredible. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't, wouldn't you agree? Like, that's. Yeah. I think he's
1: probably got the Calder locked, unless he gets hurt. Don't say that. Please don't say yeah. that. Not knock on, knock wood on wood. some wood here. But like they said, if if he gets over sixty points, last rookie D to get that is Nick Lidstrom in ninety one, ninety two, over sixty Not points. Long. So. so Send in some elite company possibly yeah but
3: be kind of nice to not talk about like Carlson and burns more really
1: offensive yeah. guys what's well, been nice We've been talking about John not Eric yeah. Carlson. John Carlson yeah like he's been unreal this year yeah
3: you just like he get tired of talking about Eric and Brent
1: like, yeah and Connor <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> no
2: I'm with, I'm with Scott there it's always Eric Carlson every year, right it's nice to have a fresh group. Yeah, trying, You know, different guys, right? Like, even last year's Giordano, even Morgan Riot, Like, you have different names, right, to mm-hmm. win the Norris. So it was kind of neat instead yeah. of just the same.
1: Yeah, I was very happy that Giordano was able to. Yeah. No, for sure.
2: Uh, John Carlson, though, he's, he has slowed it down a bit.
1: A little bit, but he still put up big Remember numbers.
2: Remember in the beginning, he had, like, 20 points in, like, what was it, the first hand, like, Twelve games or something. What's
1: his numbers at right now? I he's
3: only twenty something. I betcha. I guess the plus. No, side... Oh, he's
2: probably like thirty. I'm gonna say thirty points.
3: The plus side of that is, I mean, even with him slowing down, the Caps are still winning, oh, so it
1: doesn't really seem to matter. <laughs> John Carlson is third in points. Yeah, 34 points. Oh, thirty four points. 34. Okay. So he's behind. So he hasn't slowed down. He's only he, he's only behind McDavid and Dreisaitl. Yeah. So, but there's a, quite the gap though between those two. right? Forty three, for Dreisaitl. 40 for McDavid, 34 for Carlson. And Marshand. Then Pastor Neck Marshand at 32.
2: And they got some points tonight. so.
1: Yeah, so that bumps that up a little bit. It's crazy. It's nice CDD uh, up there. Another uh,
2: achievement, I guess. Morgan Frost got his first goal tonight. It's good. Place for the Flyers. Rookie for the Flyers. So remember that name. It's supposed to be pretty good. Morgan Frost. Alrighty. Uh, I guess on the injury front, Crosby's
1: out six weeks. He um, had failed, was it failed abdominal surgery? Failed core muscles. Core muscles, surgery. yeah, that's what it was.
2: Uh, Alex Kerfoot and Trevor Moore both hurt. And Jonathan Drewen, eight weeks wrist surgery. I believe he got hurt from the Ovechkin hit.
1: Yeah, he must. Have, he thought it was ba- ballet. So those are the b- <laughs> bigger injuries of the... Which it is in the talkie. It's a clean hit, though. I don't know what you guys think about the Ovechkin hit. I know a lot of people are complaining he left his feet, but he left his feet to line up the shoulders.
3: Well, Ovechkin's a pretty big guy, so...
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, his hits are pretty solid. Yeah. yeah, but I'm saying... It almost seemed like Drewen was trying to avoid it and Ovechkin had to line him up and you know it's more square up to him so that's why he left his feet. A lot of people were upset about about that. I thought it was okay. Yeah. Yeah, me too.
3: Well I guess well if we could talk about other I mean T J Brody collapsed. He's yeah. still kinda out out indefinitely, I think.
2: Yeah, I think until he's at home now, recuperating. Yeah, he wasn't in the hospital long. No, nope um it was a day admission so so that's good to hear mm-hmm. that's always scary you yeah think, you know you think about these are professional athletes they got medical staff all around them all the time and yet they just can still you know well, you know what i mean like unexpected they're, right they're, but they're always getting like monitored and stuff right
1: yeah yeah they're so, not so it's always
2: scary when you see that i mean anybody but when you see that athlete's
1: Guys are in really good shape, and that still can happen mm-hmm. to anybody.
2: That just shows he can happen to anybody. Well, yeah, so that's a scary
1: moment. Like I said, they got the best trainers possible and stuff, and still things of like that yeah. unexpected, right? And hopefully, I mean, he gets some good recovery and yeah, can yeah. step get back, back, on the back ice. and get back
3: yeah. in the game, right? But Hope maybe it'll be a little bit of a motivation for the Flames to turn it
1: around. Yeah, they're having some big troubles, and it sounds like it's like big things are coming in Calgary. So they can't score. No, when you think... And last
2: year, that's all they could do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Johnny Goudreau struggled majorly this year. He has... What do he has? Uh, two goals? A goal? I mean, he might have a little bit more than that, but he doesn't have that much. I mean, he was kind of like... I thought he was like Jamie Benn. And Jamie Benn only had two, but, I mean, he's got two tonight, so now he's got four, but...
1: Yeah, he struggled... time. Johnny Goudreau in 23 games has 18 points. Five goals, 13 assists. Oh, what are they complaining about?
3: Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is
0: more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and community safe. If you are ready for a new mission... Even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW report were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Probably
1: well, because he only has five goals? Yeah, no, it's true. The five goals. But. Hey, hasn't. It's been quiet.
2: Compared to last year, he had a hundred point, ninety nine point year. So.
1: Do you think it's a, a coaching? Style change possibly? Do you think maybe Peter's adjusted his style because they were getting scored on too much? Like, you know what I mean? Sometimes if you try to change things, it affects the room. Or yeah, I don't know. Do you think it's kind of too early to look at a coaching
3: change though, since he's only had one year?
1: Yeah, I think I wouldn't change coaches, but I'm just oh, thinking you're maybe saying his
3: style's changed.
2: I'm not. thinking
1: maybe he tweaked something that is causing problems, not necessarily. who he is but it's just what he's trying to teach maybe is a little off but you never know do
3: you think Uh, he made changes from the loss last year in the first round
1: I'm thinking so yeah he had to go back to the drawing board I don't know it's hard to say because they're the same team yeah
3: you think they'd be able to just pick up where they left off I guess that's not always the case
1: nope
3: I tell you it's Lucic yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Every team he goes to he's uh Gerson Milan. Yeah, he's a
2: cancer, I guess. Yeah. But uh, I guess some shocking news this week. Corey Schneider wavered and cleared. And he cleared. I just showed you his Uh, so now he's gonna play in the NA- or A H L. Uh, you guys think this is long term or
1: short term? I think it's over. Yeah think his career is I think at pretty, least until his contract comes up. Or done with the Devils kind of thing. Like, he's not coming back.
2: Or do you think this is a conditioning stint? They never said conditioning stint. Usually
1: they say. They waived him. Yeah. Usually could, they say... You can have a conditioning stint free of charge, basically. As long as you I make sure I think you can come have so back. many per year or something. Yeah. I don't think you can be like, oh, yeah. 82 hey, game conditioning stint, no. Yeah, you're
2: going down.
1: <laughs> I think it's five games or something like that. Because I remember... Back and then Jonathan Bernier had that when he was in Toronto. Yeah, and he got three shutouts or whatever, and then he got lit up the last game before he had to come back. But
2: yeah, you're probably right. He's probably done with the Devils. He might end up being
1: a backup somewhere though for cheap, if his contract is yeah due sometime soon. So is he just like injury. I'm
3: I'm not gonna lie. I'm not really up to. He Honestly, I think he, I just he's sh- he struggling
1: in net. He has for last. He was out, though, for a while. Yeah. He hasn't won a game since last this time last year or something like that. Like, it's... He hasn't won in over a year. So... Or did he win this year? I don't know. He hasn't won this year. No, oh. he's nine winless. So... So it's Blackwood's been winning. Kenzie Blackwood and whoever, whoever else their other guy is. Louis Deming. Yeah, it's Louis Domingue now. So... No, has once one since last his season. season so. happens there. Corey
2: Schneider used to be one of the best save percentage goalies.
1: Yeah.
3: In like a stretch of five seasons or three seasons or whatever. He was dynamite when uh, they made that playoff run, wasn't he? Yep. Or, well, I guess it was him and Kincaid. Yeah.
2: Kind of a... like when they made the playoffs. That was that was the last good year. Yeah. And before that, his numbers were really good.
3: <laughs> but then
2: after, so two years ago, when the year Taylor Hall won the MVP. That was his last good year too,
1: so. It's all PK Subban's fault. <laughs> yeah, he goes there and the team just falls apart. Well not really. I don't know. Something's wrong in that that devil's locker room. I don't know what it is, but Could be PK. Could be, but he moves around a lot for how good he is. I mean there's only a
2: third team, I understand that, but like He didn't stay in Nashville. He only was there three seasons. Yeah. And if he's like a Norse defenseman, you don't just throw him away just for no offense to the guys they got for him. They didn't get a lot for how good he's supposed to be. Let's just say that. Yeah. And look over Montreal, Shea Weber. He's got 20, 26 points or anything?
1: He's been really good. I know he's on
2: pace for, no, I don't know if he's got quite that many, but he's on pace for like 60 some points. And Subban's only on pace for 26 or something. Yeah, well, that's, yeah, just, I don't know. There's, it's weird.
3: Just kind of weird, like, yeah, talking with a Habs fan. Like, oh man, I'm so mad when that trade happened. And then mm-hmm. it's like,
1: yeah, that doesn't look I, I wasn't even yeah. a
3: ha like, I'm not a Habs fan. And I went
2: like, okay, that trade makes no sense. At the time, age and. I mean, don't get me wrong. Weber's a good player, but and then yeah. now you're looking, and you're like the trade doesn't seem so bad because Subban's not living up to his potential, as far as I'm concerned.
1: Yeah, and I think his over-the-top attitude rubs people the wrong way. He's, oh, for sure. But
3: I don't know if, like I read somewhere, he's trying to do more stuff off the ice. So I don't know if that's kind of taken away from. You know, like maybe he's giving off bad vibes to a team that he isn't fully, fully committed to. That's
1: true. He's spread super thin because he's doing other stuff. It says not one hundred percent in the mm-hmm. game. Taking swimsuit dunk contests and all the <laughs> other stuff he does, and but that's why he's on Facebook every other day. So, yeah. Um so I guess move on to our, I guess our bigger <laughs> topics of the show. Well before you move on. Oh that's what, I don't know I showed you guys um Matt Calvert. Yeah. And um I'm guessing a lot of listeners at home watched it as well. So basically what happened? Patterson took a shot and it bounced off of Calvert's stick, hit him in the head. Basically he's out, probably concussion. But the play's, uh still alive. cannot score on the play. A lot of people are upset. I kind of want to know exactly what your guys' take on it is. Would you have blown it dead if you are in the stripes? Yeah, totally.
3: Just because it's, uh, well, I think it looks pretty bad on the league right now because they're always about player safety.
1: Especially then, with concussion uh, protocol. Yeah, and yeah.
3: then a guy clearly gets hit in the head with a puck, and then... You know, they keep the play going. And if it was really serious, I mean, they should have had, you know, the medical team out there assessing the situation as fast as possible. Because he was clearly down and out. Like,
1: yeah, I don't know what they were thinking. One thing I can liken it to was when um, Scott Stevens hit Ron Francis. Do you remember when he hit him and he tried to move but he couldn't? And he kind of was, like, ragdolled. That's kind of the same impression I got from that hit. Tried to get up, couldn't. Oh, Calvert tried to get up? Yeah, he tried to. Oh, wow. And he couldn't, like, under his own weight. He did not eventually get up after the play was blown dead with some assistance, but, like, his head was bleeding, he had blood coming out. So, but, apparently, under Rule 8.1 of the rule book, this is what it says, says, when a player is injured so that he cannot continue to play or go to his bench, the play shall not be stopped until the injured player's team has secured control of the puck. If the player's team is in control of the puck at the time of injury, play shall be stopped immediately unless his team is in a scoring position. And then, in the case where it is obvious that a player has sustained a serious injury, the referee and or linesman may stop the play immediately. So clearly the referees must have deemed But it- if he was trying to get up? They probably looked at O.K.'s. But then he fell back down. He He was not.
3: And it was like, Pedersen even was like, concerned. He had his arm up, thinking that maybe the the play was going to be blowing down. But uh, nothing happened. So he just kept on playing, and then... Yeah.
2: What are you going to do, right?
3: Show goes
1: on, I guess, right? And they scored on... Maybe it's because he tried to get up
2: the ref went, O.K.'s. He's not laying there, like... He's responsive. If you're moving, you're responsive, right? If you're just laying there, then maybe they would have blew it dead because they would have been like, "Hey, he's not, he's not yeah. moving at all. That's concerning." It's hard because that, that
1: all happens so fast. It happens in span of thirty seconds. Right. Or... You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I Paul, totally
2: you... agree. I totally agree with Scott. You don't want to see a guy laying there bleeding and the other teams basically celebrating because they scored. Right? Yeah. The guy's laying there, and it's like, well, that's, and like Scott says, player safety.
1: Yeah, it's it's hard to determine.
2: But then I'd be worried. I mean, in this case, the guy clearly got hit and head with the puck. But you'd hate, for a prime example, a guy like Mike Ribeiro, kind of a flopper, or diver, right? Pretend to get injured kind of guy. Kovalev used to do it, too. It's right. like Dustin
1: doesn't like the abs very Well, much. those are two prime <laughs> examples
2: I've seen. Right? You'd hate for somebody to blow dead because a diver or something, right?
1: Yeah, you, you people would take advantage. That's what you'd hate, that. I don't. In this case, that's not
2: obviously not even close. But
1: no, and it's hard to determine. Like you said, in you know, it's quite fast. Hockey's a fast game. Was the ref able to see where that puck hit? For all you know, that puck hit him in the shoulder. Yeah. I he's know. got a stinger. Maybe his shoulder's injured. Like I mean, he's... if he's gushing blood out the back of his helmet.
2: Which he wasn't.
1: Oh, okay. So... It wasn't. I mean, it was blood. But it wasn't it like Pavolski? No.
3: Oh, okay. I didn't Can see I... that or not. but it's Like, even in, like, the video, it's hard to tell where it hit him. It was, like, you know, it wasn't, like, blatant
1: right in the face. but No. It was off oh. a stick and then it hit in the yeah. Templar area of the ear. I mean, he's out, obviously, but. Another AV injury. Another AV injury. I mean, we got Belmar back after the Felino hit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Felino got suspended for that, so. Because he was sick to his stomach. He knew what he was doing. His arm was sticky. Chicken winged him. He did chicken wing him. Chicken winged him. But it doesn't mean he didn't feel bad after, but at the
2: time, that was his intention, probably. Clearly. So, uh. I guess uh, no more grapes on Coach- oh. Coach's Corner. I was wondering if you uh doing that
3: up front. <laughs> oh, yeah. We got that we got <laughs> one. This
2: guy's a legend. I mean, there's no more so is, Don Cherry on Coach's Corner. So is, but do you think Don Cherry is – or not Don Cherry. Do you think Coach's Corner is kaput? None? I hope not. Are they, they just going to – I think they should let it go with the guy. From what I
1: understood from Ron McLean's, whatever apology. you want to call it, yeah. brown nose, apology, whatever you want to call it, yeah. it sounded like Coach's Corner was done. So I don't know what they're going to put in the first intermission, but it we'll sounded like Coach's on Corner was done. Yeah, I guess so. That's true. Probably
3: some ad for <laughs> thing for getting everybody involved in hockey
1: or something. Yeah, I don't know. some social media thing probably. But 35 years... But uh, fun fact about Coach's Corner. Ron McLean has been fired twice by Hawking in Canada. Ron McLean? Yeah. Not Don Cherry. Ron McLean. Oh, okay. And Don Cherry has worked hard both times to get him back. Hmm. So, she won the other foot. Kind of got left out to dry. What years were these?
3: <laughs> no, it does make a it's, difference. It's kind of funny how, like... I don't want to say the roles, of, well, I guess not the roles, but, like, back then, everybody thought of, like, Ron Clean as just, like, the guy who there, like, who was there just to listen to, to Don Cherry. and Basically, you know? feed
2: him information.
3: Yeah. And then, now, Ron is kind of, he's kind of turned into a legend himself. Like, kind of the nice guy. Mm-hmm. You know? And then Don Cherry, you know, he went from being people liked him now I don't know if just with new society he's just like the bad guy mm-hmm. some people think he's just off as a rocker and they
2: he's old school he's 85 years old he's he tells you how it is and that's the end of it that's mm-hmm. his that's how he's been since day one and it's kind of like I mean we're not gonna probably get into like what he said and whatever that's... The politics yeah. of no, it? No, we're not going to get into that. But I will say, if you don't like what Don Cherry had to say, then don't watch Coach's Corner. If you liked what he had to say, tune into Coach's Corner. It's sad that... Like, this is obviously Don's opinion, and obviously Ron McLean had a different opinion, which is fine, but they both should be well wow. still on this. They should both be able to still keep their jobs. And have different opinions.
1: Well, well, if you watch the video, he's, he's nodding and gives a thumbs up when Don's talking. But... but, but, I, Ron,
2: like, I know what you're saying. He, at the time, he agreed with them, right? And he still probably agrees with them. But he went out and apologized. That's why he still has a job. And they asked Don, they gave Don and Terry a chance to apologize. And he, and he wouldn't. He stood his ground what he said. Yep. And Ron took the other way and went, I'm going to apologize. Don said, I'm not going to. And that's where we are. If Don would apologize, we job. still have Coach's yeah. Corner. Clearly. Look what and, happened last
1: week with the other thing.
2: And you almost, in a way, you got to res- kind of respect both of them because you know what? They, I don't know. You kind of got to look at Don Cherry. He's 85 years old. How many more years was he going to do it anyhow? Five. (laughs) No, no, but you know what I'm saying. Where Ron McLean's only in his fifties, late fifties. Oh, wow. Right. So you got to look. Ron McLean might have twenty more years at work.
3: Well, and he's like if the host and he does hometown hockey on Sundays, so he's basically the face of CBC. I have no hard feelings against Ron McLean. I don't. No. I just think it was bad to throw your friend under the bus. I
1: I agree with Scott there, but yeah, yeah, especially when the roles were reversed don worked hard to get ron back oh for sure and maybe ron said he was going to get
2: him back and don said don't bother i don't want to come back too i don't think he's got a choice in the matter no and that's probably it too but you know what i'm saying ron might have said like i can bring to pull some strings i'll try and don might have said like no i'm done with these guys he probably tried to convince him to apologize probably what he tried to do probably but. but don let's be honest I bet you Don's had a sit down with these guys a few times over the things he said
1: and they had enough. Well, there's this one and then there's the week prior to this one, the extremities where he's laughing at that guy hurt in the corner. Laughing at Oh that's got that yeah. yeah. Laughing at But he wasn't laughing at him, but yeah. he's laughing at Ron McLean's use of yes. the word extremities, but yeah. I think it's just straw that the camel's back and Yeah. I think, honestly I think they're almost we're looking
2: for something too yeah right either way uh a legend no matter a what legend yeah um me and scott had this convo
0: okay round two name something that's not boring
1: a laundry Ooh, a book club computer solitaire huh Ah,
0: oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: Um, A few days ago, I guess when this first happened, Hockey Hall of Fame? Get him in there. Yeah. Get him in there now. I mean, it won't look not good now, I guess, but... Get him in there within honestly. Throw him in next year. He's eighty five years old. Yeah, I think you want if you're a guy voting for guys to get in the Hockey Hall of Fame, do it before they pass away. I mean, you don't know when somebody's gonna pass away, but like for example, do what? got, yeah. Pat, Burns. Pat Burns is a prime example. Do while they're around. He was very sick. Yeah, he they, battled, knew they knew he, he was battled, sick. He battled. He actually he won the first battle. Yeah. And then a few years later, come back again, and then. That battle was, you know, tougher than the first battle, and he lost to it, obviously. But they sure got him in on the first time. Yeah. They put him in, but it was after. It's too bad because it would have been awesome if he was alive to see himself go in the Hall of Fame because he deserved to be there. Don Cherry, he's 85 years old. You got to look at, like, he's fairly old. He, he seems fairly healthy, that we know of. Yeah. But still, get him in there, like. Right, like, mm-hmm. yeah. Would you put him in there? I would say not even. Say he never coached a game in his life, and he just did coach's corner. He just knew a lot about hockey, so he thought he was a coach. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. All NHL stats aside, like coach wise, you'd almost put him in just because of the years he put in. As a hockey, basically, he'd go as in as an announcer
1: yeah commentator and, right and they do them and they all go in i yeah. mean i mean bob cole will be in
2: there if he's not already He might already be but prime example right you get those guys go in why couldn't don go in? yeah that's
3: 36 he, he
2: years. deserves it 36 years how many how many childhoods
1: you know how like how many people were raised on don i Sherry? was raised
2: on cherry coach's corner
1: Us three were many people at home are listening yeah. too right but the problem I find with with doing throwing him in next year, there's gonna be so many upset Twitter people, the, uh, complaining and belly aching and moaning, you know, uh, a quote unquote racist, which in my opinion he's not, he's not, no. and you know they're gonna throw all that stuff in that he's this that and the other, that's and the, why is he going in? And
2: that's the sad part. Um, the negatives. The negative people bring down something that should be a positive. Yeah. Look at the things he did that were good. I mean. For the game of hockey. We all make mistakes. We all say things. I mean, for him, I was going to say you don't mean, but to him, he always backs it up. So He meant it. But you know what I'm saying? We all just say things. That get taken out of context. Which is what happened. Exactly. And yeah, I mean, I hope he gets in there. Yeah. If not, I mean, he's Hall of Fame worthy to me. So well, He's a legend in the... He's, and a lot of people. Yeah. A lot of people love Don Cherry. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people didn't think he was that great for the game. He's Especially too, in the last 10
1: years or so. He's too old school hockey. Yeah. And in my opinion, we're missing a little bit of old school hockey in our new school hockey. Yeah, hopefully we see him in next year. But like you said,
2: there be a lot of people complaining about it if he does get in. Yeah. But, but like I said, it's...
1: you can't wait too many years either. But if you want to keep listening to Don, apparently coming out with his, I don't know if it's his son and his grandson, called yeah. Grapevine. Yep. Yeah, we'll promote it on the show here. Yeah, might as well. Nobody's telling us to, but
2: we'll promote it anyway.
1: Yeah, free plug there, Don. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, I imagine a lot of people have already started listening to it. It came out today. So good for him
1: just to keep going instead of just, you know. <laughs> I'd be kind of curious to how the podcast goes down. <laughs> just because I don't know if he's going to have the Ron McLean. To, All right, let's talk about. Uh, he said know. he was
2: going to talk. First episode, sound sounded like he was going to talk about the firing. Yeah. And probably the details behind the closed doors, details that we didn't see. He doesn't care. He's actually I don't think he cares no. anymore. What are they going to do? They can't fire him from his old podcast so yeah
1: <laughs> yeah they can't or, do know, it they can't do anything you, so. <laughs> yeah. can't you really get sponsors that sponsor him and that's that's the way it goes but i think it's funny he's gonna
3: try and pronounce names from not gonna know who he's <laughs> talking about
1: <laughs> yeah yeah you won't have that you won't have that ron to keep him in line though nope maybe his son will his son tim I think It's the son tim that does the rock Sock'em. sock em, so probably able to figure it out do you think he'll also come back you no know, we retired him after 30 but does it rock'em, sock'em? I think they're done. Yeah. There's not much rocking or socking nowadays, so.
3: You had a good run, uh 30 years. 30 years, rock'em, sock'em.
1: Um,
2: I guess one more uh, topic.
3: Sorry, can I oh, just, no, one more? No, give her. Uh, I just wanted run. to get your guys' thoughts on, uh, I guess there was a scrum yesterday. In the uh, Ducks and Capitals game. Yep. Gar- Garnet. Garnet? Garnet Hathaway, yep. yeah. He uh, spit on Eric Goodbranson. It's in his face.
1: You think that's He's have- suspension-worthy? He's having a hearing. <clears throat> is it person or is it over the phone? Because if it's in person, it's five games, I think. I think it's over the phone. Okay, so it might be two. Yeah, it'll be a couple games, probably.
2: It- to be honest... A punch in the face is probably better than that. I think so. A uh, punch in the face is kind of you're in the moment, you're mad at that guy, S- a spitting on somebody is like like really just dis- like.
1: Well, it's it's a definition of unsportsmanlike like conduct. Yeah, yeah, that's. But do you think it's it's got something to do with the fact that these referees are all over these players like they've never been before? Like these guys go to scrum. Boom, referees split apart. Now these two people people could have dropped the gloves, thrown some fists, you know, fought, went to penalty box, kind of got it out of their system, for lack of a better term. Now they are mad at each other. They have no way of getting at each other. That's when stuff like spitting or, or, you know, hitting with the sticks or, you know, let them go, let them drop the gloves, let them fight, Uh, let them get it over with.
2: Another game I watched, um, the refs jumped right in. Um... Muzzin laid out Sod. And Jonathan Taves went right after him. The captain like, right there? Taves like chopped two of his gloves and grabbed Muzzin. They both got um Muzzin got two minutes roughing and Taves got four minutes roughing. Because he pretty much instigated instigated kinda. roughing. The refs jumped right in like instantly. Like they started and then pff, didn't even let them fight and they're going to fight right? And it's like I mean, I could kind of see, because you probably don't want Muzzin fighting Taves. But at the same time, it's like, if Taves wants to... F- it's Taves' choice.
1: It's not it's not mm-hmm. Zidane Chara fighting Brian Gionta, or, you know, somebody... It's not like that kind of a thing, where somebody's getting Like,
3: let destroyed. them
1: go. Let them go at it. If they want to go, let them go.
3: Uh, just going back to the Hathaway, uh, his comment after the game was pretty funny. He said, uh, unfortunately spit came out of my mouth after I got sucker punched and it went onto to him
1: <laughs> so
2: probably the video shows different, differently
1: I mean spit goes on him after he got sucker punched but it wasn't accidentally
3: <laughs> yeah I mean I, I don't know I think I'd rather get hit in the face and spit in the
1: face yeah I agree totally, totally totally
3: I don't know if gonna, yeah. you want to... Yeah. Uh, your big topic there. I know you've been dying to well, talk Well, I, I just want to... We haven't talked <laughs> about see, them much. I want to
2: see uh, what your guys' take and I guess your opinion, opinion on it. So, uh, as everyone knows, Mike Babcock's name has been thrown around. Uh, if he's going to stay, they're going to let him go or he's going to stay with the Leafs for the rest of the season. Uh, it's a crucial... Uh, road trip this week for Leafs, so I guess that'll sounds like that might determine if he's going to stick around or not. I mean, I like I personally, I mean, a lot of people are going to probably hate on me for saying this, but I mean, I personally like him. I think he's I think he's a great coach, but I also think he has I think he's stubborn, so that doesn't help, but yeah, it's kind of one of those things that's like, I want him as our coach, but I want to win, so if it means firing him, I'd rather win, obviously. I just wish he, he could worked. win. I wish he could win with us. Yeah. Just because we went to all that trouble getting him. The guy. He was the guy. We went and signed on the big deal. Yep. Eight years at whatever eight million a year, I think it ended up being. And everyone's like, Oh man, that's a lot for a coach. And and now it's like five years in. We've made you know we're making the playoffs every year, which is except the first year he's there. That was the first year. That was before Matthews. Yep. And and now we're having some to be honest, it's probably our first struggle with him as coach. Like actually, like you can tell there's a struggle. Yeah, so it's like I don't know. Do you throw in the towel and be like, "Oh, this, like this first time this happened, really, that's for, it's a lot." Like I said, nobody's playing for him. Do you just throw the towel and say, "He's gone"? Nope. I don't. Or do you, or you, or you keep trying? But the problem is, you can only try so long before then you will miss the playoffs. And I don't think that's the
1: option for
2: Toronto. I think
1: we have to make the playoffs. So no, it ain't always the coach. No, for sure not. But if you look at I mean um looking at Colorado, they had a th- I believe if I'm not mistaken, a thirteen win season. They won the worst seasons in NHL history. Forty forty nine points. And who was their coach? Jared Bedner. Yep. And last season they made the playoffs, got to the second round, did all this fantastic stuff. They have a hell of a team this year. Who is their head coach? Jared Bedner. The same coach, similar team. Was that Baz Benders first year though, right? The forty-nine point one. Second, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So it just shows you that it's not always the coach or something. It's just yeah. the and, way things are gelling.
3: Yeah. Well, they're missing two or oh. their three top guys. Uh, and they're still doing fourth stringer goalie, and uh, they're yeah. still winning games. So it's just Be- to show
1: you. They're still keeping their head above the water here. have Antoine Bebo playing Saturday.
2: And I know, I mean, I've never, Babcock's never coached me, but I know he's, I've heard that he's a tough coach to play for. But he knows what he wants. And it's kind of, he plays, he plays like this. If you're, it don't matter if Hyman's having a really good game and Matthews isn't, he will play Hyman way more because he's feeling it. He's like, that guy's, and he will Matthews won't get much time. Yeah, right. Where some coaches like, hey, he's the he's the best guy. Usually, right? He's the best guy. He will play twenty some minutes a night. Doesn't matter. Yeah, we need a goal. Where Babs is more, he goes with the guy that's where, working working hard. Ideally, it's,
1: it's faced a lot of criticism. Yeah, where it's the been the, yep. last few minutes of the game, we need a goal, Kerfoot. Whereas a lot of people are scratching their heads, why not Matthews? foot's been held, a good game. He's being been the been best player. Yeah. Why not play your guy who's firing on all cylinders? But I know Henrik Zetterberg, when he was coached by Babs in the Red Wings, said, Babs is the type of coach where you have to go and say, screw you, I'm going to go and I'm going to score a goal. I'm going to you know I'm gonna prove to you that I'm better than you think I am and basically earn your minutes. And I think maybe that's why Well, that's Babs, what Matthews needs to do. Really. Yeah.
3: Um, the unfortunate thing is, is I just think he's got too many people against him. I mean, right off the hop, it's well well known that Kyle Dubis doesn't really like him, and uh, yeah, that doesn't help. So, uh, like, but I don't think it's, it's just like sorry. No, nope, I mean, no, nope, go ahead. It's like you got rid of a lot of guys, Mike Babcock likes over the off season, you know, Patrick Merle gone, uh, Kadri, yeah, yeah. Kadri. you know, you take those, you know, if you're not going to, I'm going to take away your guys, you know, kind of take away some, uh, his tools, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. And then just kind of like his, with it coming out lately that, uh, Tavares and Riley, he specifically said those two guys approached him. I don't know, just because maybe he doesn't have the best relationship with uh, Matthew and Marner, or Matthews and Marner.
1: Every single offseason, he has to go down to Arizona and have a dinner, a planned dinner, with, with Matthews. Do you think Matthews is a demanding player, though? I think so.
2: I mean, we all just blame a Babcock, and it's not... There's two sides to every story, right? I mean, he's the coach. It's easy to say it's he's the problem, right?
3: I'm just saying, like... I'm just going to... St. Louis, the, the, all those guys love Craig Berube. Yeah. No. I mean...
2: But in five years, are they going to love him? You know what I'm saying, yeah, right? I,
3: That's a like ball... Per, I don't know.
2: But he is a different guy than Babs. I think, that, like I said, Babs is harsh. But, hard... hard coach
1: reminds me of Patrick (sighs) Waugh because when Patrick Waugh first season in Colorado 52 wins Hitchcock Hitchcock hard coach play for hard
2: coach but you get results the first few years and then they tail off um Dave Tippett I'm curious to see if he's like that because every year the first year he comes like he has quite the jump I'm curious to see if it will tail off in a few years or not there's certain coaches you can get the best but they're hard to play for. Hitch was always known as that though. He Torts Torts was too but he's kind of mellowed a bit. But he used to be like really hard to like he's hard on his goalies, right? I still think he might have been
3: a bit cuz Prohaska's gone. <laughs> but Yeah, I got a question for you guys. Do you think that they're uh, just with the way they've been playing lately? Do you think that they won't play just to get a coach fired? you think players do that? Uh, You, as fans, you'd hope they wouldn't.
2: Because for one, especially if you go into the games, you're paying money and they're not even trying. That would be frustrating. Two, I mean, I sit down and you watch a game for three hours. I waste my evening if they're just going to sit there and not, or like they're not going to do anything. Wait, you know what I mean? Like it's frustrating as a fan. Well, yeah. You invest time, invest money watching these guys and, But, like I said, I hope they don't do that, but Sad Perez, I think they do. I'm not saying that's what Toronto's doing right now yet, but the Pittsburgh game was...
0: That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
2: It's sad when you put a rookie goalie in and you there's like no effort. That's sad because right there, that should be enough motivation to be like, this is a guy's like, that's where Tavares got to be like, this is this guy's first game. Let's make it a good one. Let's win it for him. Let's mm-hmm. try. Let's go out there, right? Pump these guys up.
1: There was no intensity no. at all in the entire game. And that's sad because this scrimmage, now this
2: guy gets lit up his first game. I oh, mean, he sh- he shrugged it off.
1: He said, I had lots of shots. I had a good time. Like He had played really well. No, it was position- not his fault.
2: He, was positionally he, like, sound- said he might have let one soften. Yeah. First game, though. Expected. Mm.
1: But his position was fairly well, and he covered the net. He's a big goalie, so. Uh-huh. And Evgeny Malkin, right? Yeah. I mean,
2: He always gets this, though. So that's expected.
1: What do you say? 70 some points? In- I think he's got 64 points in 38 games against us or something.
2: Crazy. Yeah. So, yeah. He's good. But I guess yeah, I will I was gonna say I don't think Dubis can actually fire Babs. Shanahan asked you, I'm pretty sure. He has to make the, Shanahan, the rounds before Yeah. I think he has to go through Shanahan and say, can we get rid of him? Oh. Because Shanahan made the hiring before Dubis, right? He hired Babs. And then, then f- hired Dubis. And I don't think Dubis can just fire I could be wrong, but I I don't think Dubis could fire Babcock. Because I think if I, he would have, he would have
1: did it already. I think that Dubas can fire Babs, but I think Shanahan can overrun it. Mm. But then that would kinda of look weird. What oh, if Dubas goes to him. Babs you're fired. Well he wouldn't do like yeah. I understand what you're yeah. saying. <laughs> and then Shanahan's. death
2: <laughs> yeah. and the next day Shanahan's like, no, actually, you're not going anywhere. <laughs> Yeah, was that, your that fire. man. Like, yeah, no, that
1: really would man. that would
2: make a mess. Because
1: obviously he's got to run it up the train of command. I just I think like Shanahan,
2: Shanahan's Babs guy. Shan- I think Shanahan worked hard to get Babs in Toronto. He did all the leg work to get him out of Detroit. They should have kept Lou Lamorello. I mean, what was the, the point only, of getting rid of him? The only problem I have, kind of going back to what Scott said, he got rid of character guys like Marlowe, Kadri, Hart guys. The guys that hazy. Hainsey, even Hainsey was good. Even Connor Brown played hard. Right? And then, good on Dubas for getting your star players all signed. Problem is, now we're in a cap bind because you basically let the players call the shots. And they got what they wanted. And then now we're stuck with no cap space. So when a guy does get hurt... Like, fortunately, Marner was, in a way, long-term. So you can call guys up. But if we had a bunch of little guys that wasn't long-term, like, just few games here and there, we, we'd we be shorthanded when we played. It yep. was like we're in such a bind. And it's like... And I don't know if we had to do what we did. Well, we had to do what we did because we had to, a cap issue. But like, the bottom two lines are completely different from last year. You basically took Babcock's team and there you go, here's half your team back, but the other half I shipped away. Yeah. So it's like, in a way, how's that... Now you got all these new players trying to learn his system. And the guys that have been there for a while, Matthews and stuff, probably don't like him that much. So it's, I think it makes it tough. Like Barry, he's having a tough
1: time. Yeah, he's having a really tough time. And I mean that was mm-hmm. trade talks, so... <clears throat> I
2: mean, I really hope we can turn around. I hope it's with him. But honestly... If it gets keeps getting worse, probably have to get rid of him and
1: call up Sheldon. Sheldon Keefe. Sheldon Keefe, yeah. The thing is, the, the advantage of bringing up Sheldon Keefe is he's in, he was your AHL guy. And these these bottom two lines you just mentioned, every single one of these guys has played his system. Yep. So, I mean, it's an advantage there. Disadvantages, these two bottom lines might already be sick of him. <laughs> it's sad. And they, won the Calder, yeah, they won the Calder Cup, what, last year? Year before? Year, so Year before. Yeah, so... And a lot of these guys were on that team. Timoshev, Pierre Engvall, who just played tonight. You know, Casimir, I'm pretty sure, did too. There was several teams after Sheldon last, su- this past summer. Mm-hmm.
2: And Dubas... No, no, no. I think Dubas has a plan for him. Otherwise, you would have let him have a better opportunity somewhere else. Both guys go... Yeah, you know, if you got an NHL shot, you probably should take it. Because you don't have a... In a way, not being mean, but you don't have a chance here. I think he has Sheldon as
1: backup if this year went sour. Well, like they say, when you're having problems in your room, you get rid of both your assistants. And they did last year. they did that. And then you get rid of your head coach. The only problem
2: I have with that, I mean, last year... We were okay penalty-killing team. Our power play was pretty crappy. This year, new, two new assistants. Our power play is really crappy, like really bad. And our penalty kill is terrible, too. Yeah. Both of them are bad. I think our power play guy was DJ Smith. The guy that coaches. Sens, yeah. Not that. But, I mean, like... I know what you're saying. Usually, yeah, they get rid of assistants. Always go first. I think Todd McClellan, same thing. Assistants yeah. went.
1: Gia yeah. Woodcroft. Then they got yeah. Glenn Gulutzon in as assistant. They got a bunch of assistants. Then the next season, if it's nothing changed, with nothing changed in Edmonton, they get rid of Todd. But but so you guys have Dave Axstall and yeah, Dave Axstall. Yeah. I can't recall the other guy.
3: He was assistant with Florida, I think.
2: Yeah, I don't know his name, though. But I, I yeah.
3: Either way, he's nobody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just I, kidding.
2: I guess we'll see. I mean, I don't know if you hit the panic button after five losses, but... I think it's just because we're 9-9. Nine, nine, like, we're five on our hockey club. And we're supposed to be... Going in this year, we're supposed to be a contender. Yep. Which doesn't help us. They ranked us that, and maybe we weren't at that yet. I mean, we should be. Number, you're number five of Babs. We should be a contender for sure. But on paper, contender all day long, you'd think.
1: Yeah. Especially forward wise. Yeah.
2: Fords, we may have one of the best, one of the best sets of forwards. I'm not saying the best, but one of the best as a whole, of a lot of star players. If they all say they all played to what they would be. Yeah. Sure. But our defense, your defense is Riley's. Riley's really good. I mean, this year he struggled, but say normally he's really good. Uh, Tyson Berry should be really good. Yeah. Muzzins pretty good. He's not all you know all star. He's not a flash, he's, but he's good. I mean, defense. I thought our defense actually improved from last year. Got one of the best goalies in the league in Fred Anderson. So so I don't know. It's like there's gotta be bigger problems. And it's either within the players or the coach. Yeah. But I don't know if you make some few trades and then see the thing is you either fire Babs and keep the team together, let the other coach have and see what happens. Or you make some smaller trades. Get some character guys in there and keep Babs.
1: Yeah, but you're so cap struck that it's hard to make moves and No, for sure. I don't I mean,
2: know. I mean I hear Tristan Jari uh might be be after him and i heard maybe a trade with calgary maybe involving tyson berry so hmm. i think we should just go get nazan Kadri back but
1: yeah i no, told you that, that's man. okay <laughs> <laughs> we'll
2: give you berry and we'll retain his two point <laughs> his 2.9
1: million dollar cap and then you guys will be paying him 2.9 million
3: yeah
2: that's funny you guys retained half of his salary
1: we uh, we knew what we were sending you.
2: Yeah, he did. Yeah.
1: Yeah, the worst of his, year of his career. So far. <coughs>
2: Maybe yeah. he's another shot in Kirk. Just keeps going down and down. After Colorado gets him. Yeah. Yeah, well. So what do you guys say before we sign off here? With,
1: with Babs?
2: Yeah. Um, what, what's your, what do you think is going to happen to
1: him? Weeks, days, months, the whole season. I think it's the road trip, and if he can come out on the good side of 500, I think he'll stick around. The problem. So say say it's a five game home trip. He comes out three and two. You're keeping him. I think so. Because then you're or
2: four and one for sure. I think you're. Oh yeah. Him. Five and all. Well, you're then not you're gonna do anything. Well, oh, I guess you already lost one, so you can't be five and all.
1: You lost Pittsburgh. Well, in my opinion, you can't. You can't do anything until he gets back to home. Because you would you would have to be, you know, not the brightest ma- general manager. You, you get rid of Babcock on the road, and you hire a coach, whoever the coach is, From you bring them to wherever they are playing. Say, say he fires them tomorrow. So now... Go to, I think, Arizona is their next game. So now, now, hypothetically, if it's Sheldon Keefe, comes... From say they're in Toronto, he has to fly all the way to Arizona. He has to Coach the game. Coach the game. There's no practice. He's got no pra- he's got no practice really. He's got no uh you know, time to set up, you know strategies, got no time to communicate with the assistant coaches, the players. You're you're setting you're shooting them up shooting him before he even gets out of the gate, like. You're setting him up for failure. Yeah. Yeah,
2: you gotta let him come back home. That's why they always say, You know the coach always gets fired? after a long road trip. Yeah. Most times. They get them to the after the long road trips so then when they get home, like you said, coach gets them at home for a few days and practices, runs his own lines. I Honestly, with the players we got, I've only known Babcock, right? So it'll be interesting to see if we
1: got a new coach, what the line combos would be. Yeah. Would they stick the same? But he's so bad. Like you said, Bab is so stubborn. He doesn't change the the pairings didn't change the the forward lines. It's hard to change the forward lines when Matthew says he
2: will only play with certain guys. So then, boom. He, he Matthew, said, he. I am not sure if this is 100% true, but he'd only play with uh, Nylander. Nylander. He does not want to play with Kapanen. And he doesn't want to play with... There was another guy he didn't want to play Probably with. Probably Yeah, I think Janssen. You know, no, he plays with Janssen, though. So Kevin can be if he plays with them. Because Matthews is... Can't play with the bars. Well, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. But that... I agree with Scott. Uh,
1: you don't want that type of player. You just identified your problem. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> we talked for 10 minutes here, and I think you just haven't identified your problem in that statement. I
2: don't, know that's a, I
1: don't know if that's
3: 100% true. But I can see it, though, too. I think if this... Uh, I think the right move is to... Make some trades. I don't think it'll happen. I think he'll be out of a job. Just kind of, you know, if you if people are gonna compare them to St. Louis, I don't. There are no guys that are gonna go in the corner and hit or you know get in scrums or anything. You and out on uh, so, I'm, yeah, they gotta <laughs> get do. the players. I
2: guess one move. There's only one guy that goes in the corners. Toronto. Simon. That's why he's so valuable in that top line.
1: But that was that was Tavares big selling point. Never takes a shift off. He always works hard. He always digs in the corners. I don't see that in Toronto. I seen that on the island. Uh,
2: I seen that last year. This year. It's hard to say though. He he was hurt and then I don't know if he's still hurt. He just a broken finger. I know, but apparently that's big. Okay. Apparently that's hard to come back him. I don't know. Well it just looks that way. <laughs> I mean, if you're the captain, you gotta step it up and show these guys, right?
3: Yeah, just like seen that. proof was Ryan O'Reilly. Like in the playoffs, he was going in the corners. And he was <laughs> good thing. Ha- good things happened. And he had yeah. broken ribs? Didn't he crack ribs in the playoffs? though. even know, like Tarasenko was going in the corner. Yeah, goal cool yep. scorer going in the corner. And that's why, to be honest, that's why
2: speed finesse teams won't beat Blues or Bruins. Nope, in the playoffs. That's all that matters, though, in the end, right? Yep.
1: That's... Unless you're Pittsburgh,
2: they were a little more finessey team. They won twice in a row.
1: Yeah, but Crosby's a corner guy. Oh yeah, oh is Malkin's a gay. big guy. But I guess going back to what we
2: said. <laughs> what, what exactly you said? Oh, after the road trip. After sorry, the road trip.
3: Yeah. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna go. Sorry. Uh beginning
1: of December. Beginning so of December. By the end of the month kind of thing. Yeah. Beginning of December. <laughs>
2: I I actually probably agree with you, probably after the road trip. But I'd like to say like by January, but I I don't think they'll give him that much leeway unless he's winning obviously yeah i mean if he's winning he's staying like we go on terror the rest of the year he's staying yeah but i mean coaches don't get fired because they're winning let's be honest We gotta do the old you need to like trade with the islanders and get trots because trots gets instant results no matter who he's got on the team islanders don't like they're deep they're not the, like stars like some of these other teams haven't yet they they have matt barzell but no, but super. Like, I'm, like they don't got well, no Matthews. They don't got no McDavid. They got no. They got Brazil, who's very talented. And a bunch of, like, really good forwards. Yeah. Like, hardworking but players. But through the lineup, though. Yeah. Like,
1: there's well, not. Very hardworking players. Yeah. They don't need Tars, apparently. I've been told. <laughs> Last game, they said
2: that, too. We don't need you. And then he scored, and then the other fans weren't that happy <laughs> that he scored. Like, they, like,. Pan the crowd and they're just like ripping mad because he's guarding.
3: Eh? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> Still, it's pretty sad that your former captain is what it takes for you to draw in your most fans. Yeah, it's true though.
2: <laughs> Those are like playoff games. Holy, that building is loud. When, like, when we, I don't know what it is any other game, but when Toronto comes down, whole. Yeah, that's well, I guess we'll see. Maybe my <laughs> next episode. Toronto may have a new coach. Yep, maybe that soon. We'll see. Stafford's road tripper won't be. It'll be. Oh, but. N-
3: fire Fire
1: Babcock and Dubas is on the bench. Oh man! <laughs> or, or Gold um, Grapes is on the bench. <laughs> 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 He's, doing the He's doing the arm thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Grapes is out there now. So. But you need a coach that teaches grit. Gonna get out there and do some hitting.
2: He'd, he'd, just, he'd say the wrong thing. somebody take a context on the <laughs> Leafs theme, and then he'd be fired. Micah.
1: Micah Kayev? Micah Who? It do not matter. He doesn't speak English, nope. anyhow. So nope. It'd be, all hey, right, here, let's watch some game tapes. Just rock them, sock them, seven, nine, <laughs> nine, nine, nine. <laughs> Yeah. Well, we'll see. I guess we will find out next week. But uh, thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Gator Mini Hockey Roundtable. If you want to follow us on social media, you can do that via Facebook and Instagram. Links down in the description below. And uh, yeah, thanks again for listening. We'll see you guys next time.
0: With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
3: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen
1: the bride and groom?
0: Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. (gasps)